0: podcast. What is up, lacrosse fans? You're watching the 109th episode of the Lax Factor Lacrosse podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the MLL, the week that has been so far for pro lacrosse and the major league lacrosse. They have their playoffs going on today and tomorrow. Their semis and finals are today and tomorrow. Then we have the PLL kicking off action, the premier Lacrosse League kicking off action today as well and tomorrow. We have three PLL games this weekend and three MLL games this weekend. So six live lacrosse contests for us all to watch. Before I dive into all of that, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, just hit the like like button indiscriminately. Let's get us to 50 likes for this video. Pro videos don't typically perform as well as the college, but let's see if we can get a pro video over uh, 50 likes for the day. And as always, you can go to laxfactor.com to support the channel beyond that. Buying swag and t shirts and hats and mugs and whatever else you desire. And as always, thanks for listening or watching. And then if you want to listen only, anchor.fm forward slash lax factor. So let's get into it. The MLL playoff weekend. We had a great week of lacrosse. The MLL quality of lacrosse that Major League Lacrosse put out this past week was excellent. Now, I think that early on in the week, it was a little bit offensive heavy. I think that would be fair to say, but I think that come Thursday and Friday's action, we saw defenses clamp down. We we saw a lot of guys getting beat on from the beginning. That's not to say the defenses haven't been playing hard, playing tough, and, and, and hacking the crap out of people. They have been doing a great job at that all along. What we started seeing, though, I think by the end of the week is some really good team defense. Uh, we saw teams get locked down a little bit more. The offensive output's put down a little bit. And it was, overall, it was just great lacrosse. What we will see today, the number one seed Denver against the number four seed Boston Cannons. And then we have the number two Chesapeake Bayhawks against the number three Connecticut Hammerheads. So we're just repeating games that we saw already this week. And my predictions, and well, let's just rip through each team first. What we've seen out of these teams Boston, just a good all around team, a little streaky. You're not just like Connecticut, both of those teams have struggled a little and have played well at times. So, both of them are extremely capable, both of them have proven that they can beat the teams that they have to play here now, and now. Put up or shut up time here. But Boston overall, a quality, solid lacrosse team. Connecticut, same way. They're a little bit younger. I think I the Boston and Connecticut are built semi the same, except Connecticut is a little bit younger, a little bit more green, but they have a ton of talent. And, and you know, I like guys like the young guys like Krauss. I like the, the Will Sands edition there. Chesapeake, we know their supporting cast can ball, and they did over their first three contests. Q... Um, as we go through, let's see here. Q, Heacock, Solomon, uh, Thompson, all of these guys can play, but they've struggled their last two outings. I think they're going to handle their business, though, this weekend, and I think they'll put that uh, all of that behind them today and play really tough. And Denver. Denver's winning face-offs. They're playing filthy defense, and they're gelling offensively and playing very good offensively as a unit. They've got some youngsters that are doing well as uh, also. Uh, so we have 1 p.m. is Denver and Boston, and then 4 p.m. is Chesapeake and Connecticut. And those games are either on ESPN2 or ESPN Plus. And then tomorrow, the finals, 2 p.m., Sunday, July 26th, 2 p.m., the championship game. And I think that's definitely on ESPN2. The MLL guys that I've been pumped to see play throughout this week. And that I'm excited to see, you know, I guess I'm not talking about this, the, the, the upcoming weekend. I'm talking about the guys that I've been surprised, the MLL guys that have won me over. I dig the Bayhawks supporting cast. Everybody knows Lyle Thompson. He's the best lacrosse player in the world, but the Bayhawks supporting cast guys like Q Heacock, And I've been digging how Solomon has gelled with those guys. They've impressed me. Warren Jeffries has impressed the hell out of me. A damn beast of a long pole beats on people. Plays really good off-ball defense. I've been a big fan of Jeffries throughout the week. I've been a fan of Kyle Jackson and Bryce Wasserman playing together. They they are incredibly uh, proficient on offense for Boston. Both incredible players. I like seeing Fricaro and Jasinski for Denver. Some young guys gelling and uh, getting shit done for Denver. Max Adler's been merking faceoffs. He's going to make Denver tough. In the end, my prediction. My prediction. I'm moving my table here. My prediction for the playoffs: Denver's going to beat Boston uh, today, and I think the Hammerheads are going to beat the Bayhawks in OT. I'm going to make my hot take of the day. My hot take of the playoffs is going to be: Bubba Voit will score the game winner tonight on a feed from Will Sands for the win over the Bayhawks in overtime. That's my hot take for today's action. But I think Denver's going to win the finals. I think what we're seeing out of Denver, they're really good defensively. They're insanely physical and they play well off ball. It's hard. Often the teams that are the most physical on defense end up getting beat on dodges for playing too aggressive. And then they have hard time sliding as they're pressing out so I think that Denver blends both of those things well. They play really good team defense. They play well off ball, but they they are aggressive as all get out, and they beat people up. So I like Denver in the finals. Uh, winning face-offs and scoring goals is going to help them for sure. But sadly, that's my prediction. I think I picked the Bayhawks earlier in the week over Denver. I think I picked a repeat. No, I picked the Bayhawks over Connecticut. I think Connecticut's going to beat the Bayhawks today for a second time in a row, and I think that they're going to lose to Denver in the finals. Sorry to my Connecticut homeboys. PLL. Let's get on to the PLL action. Let's not even waste time. There's no segues here. We're just going to get right into it. PLL, guys, I'm excited to see first because, you know, the PLL, When we go, I'm going to go through these rosters and it's going to be crazy, but the the duo that I'm excited to see the most play this game here is Schreiber and Grant Amat. I'm excited to see Tom Schreiber, a midfielder that can both score goals and feed. He is as good of a dishing midfielder as you will ever see. No midfielder in the history of the game has ever been able to throw cross field passes on the move on a rope and hit dudes in the bread basket. Uh, the dude is next level overall as a midfielder. And then Grant Amat, the best feeder in the college game over the, over maybe ever. And I think that the duo of having Schreiber out top that's always a goal-scoring threat, having Ament down low that's always a threat to feed, and he can score goals in his own right, I'm excited to see that duo because I think it's going to be hard for defenses to cover them. Oftentimes, you'll be able to key on an attackman and then you know play a little bit looser up top on the mids. You're not going to be able to do that. Schreiber's going to kill you out top. Amen's going to kill you out back, and they're going to have to really, really bust their asses to be able to game plan for that. I'm excited to see Rob Pinnell. Is he an MV? MVP candidate as a geezer. Any of you guys who have watched him on Instagram through the off season, this dude is shredded and he's not shredded in an actor sort of way. Like, Hey man, I'm an actor. I've got to get shredded for this movie. So I'm going to dehydrate myself for three days so that I can look ripped for this photo or, you know, for this uh, shoot. He is just shredded all the time. The dude has, it's not even a six-pack anymore. He's got like a 24-pack thing going on in his in his abdominal region. So I'm excited to see Pinnell because I think he's going to play angry. Uh, Atlas Star Power, you look at Pinnell, Brian Brown, Chris Cloutier, Eric Law. I mean, like seriously, all these guys on attack. I want to see what Brian Costabile does. I want to see if the young gun gets burned at midfield and scores himself some sweet goals, spot shooting with some of those attackmen drawing a lot of attention and eyeballs. Guys like Brian Costabile and Ray they can feast out top. So those are the types of things I'm excited about seeing. I'm going to go through now, and I just wanted to rip through the rosters here because as I was taking a dump this morning, that is a real talk there, the truth. I was looking at these rosters and I had made, I'm not I'm not trying to dump on the MLL, but I had talked about how everyone keeps talking about how the PLL has all the star power. And I had made the comment that as I went through an MLL roster, I had a hard time in certain cases, uh, recognizing the names of the uh, defenders, some of the goalies, even some of the offensive guys. The MLL definitely is dipping into the ranks of the D2 and D3 a little bit more. Guys we're just not hearing about as more unless you're watching those levels. And I think that the good news for the MLL is it doesn't matter that I didn't recognize these guys. These guys played freaking lacrosse and they played hard and the quality of the game was off the charts excellent. I think to me, maybe it's because I'm jonesing, but it's some of the best professional lacrosse I've seen. The pace is frantic. You can tell guys are excited to be there. So the MLL, they put a great product on the field here. Uh, they still, very no stats for the public. Like uh, The only place you can get, the best place to go if you want to read about the MLL is I think lacrosse. Crossbucket.com. Tanner, uh, my buddy Tanner over there has done an incredible job. Inside Lacrosse does a good job as well, but the MLL still does a terrible job within their own media relations. They don't even have articles up that night about their games. It's like, come on, people. You know, you' you're sitting here competing against a media giant and and a company in the Premier Lacrosse League that gets media, gets social media, gets how to do this, and you're competing against them and you're still not doing it right. That was the big sore for uh, Major League Lacrosse. But let's get positive again. PLL rosters. Ryan Ambler. I'm, I'm going right right now. Who am I going through here? I'm going through the archers, the archers here. Ambler, Manny, Holman, Amet on attack. That's filthy. It's going I'm going I love seeing the like you got Holman who can kill it, Manny who's a sniper, Ambler, who's nasty. I mean, this is a really good solid attack unit. And then Curtis Corley on defense, uh, Matt McMahon on D, Ray Pine on D. Fowler face and off arm Brendan Fowler's uh midfield and then Kelly also they got Stephen Kelly Kelly what was he was he a North Carolina or was he a Maryland guy I'm forgetting off the top of my head Drew Adams and Gittleman in goal uh, it's just off the charts here Scotty Ratliff's going to beat on some people some Joey Sankey getting some uh, Ian McKay I mean Tom Schreiber it's just crazy Christian Mazone like that's just one of these teams rosters let's go to the Atlas. I mean, it's just a who's who here. We've got Eric Law, Filthy, Ryan Brown, Sniper, Cloutier, just a filthy, you know, just an incredible attackman, creative, can do anything with, that he needs to with a stick. Andy's a little meatball. Rob Pinnell, Cade Van Teboms, as they call him. Uh, Cade Van Raphorst can light it up with his long pole from outside. Tucker Durkin. I mean, these dudes are just, they're, they're going to beat on people. Baptiste at the face-off X. Uh, Jack Concannon, Scotty Rogers, the lovable meathead. Uh, it's just crazy. Connor Busick, Unnerstein, Crawley, Joel Tinney, Paul Rabel. Now they're a little bit more aged. I guess they do have a good mix of the young guys in here though. And then Brian Costabile's on that line. I mean, people, the Atlas, they're going to play ball too. Uh, this is kind of, the reason I'm rambling these off to you right now is mostly so I can make a prediction here after I rip through and look at these rosters, because admittedly I haven't done it. And then even where we get into like this attack line, the names just keep going. You got Curtis Dixon. Everybody knows he can ball. Josh Byrne, Austin Stotts, I think is going to do very big things here in this short season. Miles Thompson, Twarton winner. Connor Fields should have been a Twarton winner, got injured his senior year, um, and then on defense, Jack Rowlett, Noble, Tyson Bell with the dope flow, Ger- uh, Gerard Newman. He can ball. Is it Jared? I-, I think I've heard him call him Gerard. I'm gonna call him Gerard because that's dope, and it looks like that's what he should be called. Uh, another Kelly on the face at the face off x here. Um, for the chaos. And then you got Blaze Reardon in cage. Good thing to know is if you know a couple of their attackmen get hurt, you can put Blaze Reardon down on attack and he could still score some goals for you. Uh, Dylan Ward also. I mean, it, it really is just a whole different thing here. You look through these rosters, there may be maybe seven out of 10 guys you know these dudes. You know these dudes. You know their names. You've heard about them. Serge Salcedo, Jake Ficaro. It It's just... Um, it's crazy. So, I mean, the, the chaos, they're ready to roll here. I, and a lot of people are talking about how Connor Fields is going to anchor this attack and that these, these finishers that they've teamed with Fields, he's going to draw the eyeballs. They're going to, you know, spot shoot and, and uh, two-dodge. But they've got some dudes that can two-dodge, too. Give Stotts the ball. He can run around a little bit with it. Byrne and Dixon can both do damage. Chrome. Chrome, this is the team I picked last year, and they 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 were they they made me sad by the end of the season. But we got Jordan Wolf, Brendan Kavanaugh, Justin Gutterding, uh Matt Godet, the Undertaker, Yale, young kid. We got a young gun here. Jesse Bernhardt on defense is gonna hammer people. Donnie Moss. I mean, guys, Pulver. And if you're a defender and your name is Jake Pulver, yeah, I mean, obviously you have a tattoo on your arm that says the pulverizer. I mean, if you don't, you're lame and you need to get that done. Uh, Jake Pulver, please. Jesse King, Michael Manley, any defender whose name is Manley. That's awesome too. I wonder if Michael Manley is a PY homie, because if he is, I know some Manley's from PY, uh, Connor Farrell at the face off X. He's got the golden Thor locks. So Connor, we got, we're just going to call him Thor through this, uh, two week period. Connor Farrell, queener our boy Brett Queener here of PY fame, Johnny Galloway of Q's fame, Jacksonville head coach. Um, these guys are not going to win this, I do not think. They're going to hate that I'm saying that, but I do not think the chaos is going to win this, even though Thor is going to win a lot of faceoffs for him, I'm looking at the roster, and that's the first one where I'm still thoroughly impressed. I mean, come on, gut- gutterding uh on attack. You got the, and, and a mix of gutterding with uh with a Kavanaugh and Godet, you know, you can't beat that. Jordan Wolf also, uh just a little beast, a little little uh cricket. So I don't know. Let, let's get to the Redwoods though. And the Redwoods did the Redwoods lose at uh Hennenberg. I am I, I meant to look this up before I did this. But that's there were a couple of the guys that we that ended up getting lost to Corona, or did Hennenberg have maybe the the heart problem? I can't remember, but somebody lost a couple of big cats, and that's going to suck for them. Now the Redwoods are going to be fun though, because no matter who they lost, they still got Garnsey. uh, They got Clark Peterson from uh, uh, Cornell, Matt Kavanaugh. So we got the Notre Dame connection. Jules Hennenberg, if he is playing, I can't remember for some reason here. I'm going to have to end up looking this up. I'm going to ask Google in my in my pocket. Um, Brendan Gleason, I mean, we've got a big Notre Dame connection. There isn't, it? I think Gleason was the other Notre Dame guy, uh, Glazner on defense, Garrett Eppel on defense. These guys are going to beat people up face off. I'd say they're probably the least capable overall, although Peyton Smith can win some, some draws at the X Tim Troutner, junior in cage, miles Jones at midfield, Tyler Dunn. I'm a big Tyler Dunn fan. Uh, Brent Adams, Kyle Harrison, Joe Walters, who can snipe like crazy. Nick Osella. Yeah. Serge Perkovic, big monster from out top, big bomb of a shot. So Redwoods are going to be good. But once again, I do not, they're not still not one of my top two rosters here as I'm looking through these. Um, we're going through the water dogs now least powerful attack. I would say Westberg, McCardle, Drenner, Cuccinella and Reeves. And I mean, listen, you got a, 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 a Twarton winner in Reeves, McCardle and Berg have been doing it uh, Drenner's filthy. I mean, all those guys are filthy, but I'd still say less star power on attack than some of these other teams and possibly maybe not as great of a mix overall between Dodgers snipers and all of that. But let's look at the D Sabia Brody Merrill. We got some vets there. Um, whoops, I just went into somebody's sitting here touching the screen all willy nilly. Yeah, their their roster. Ben McIntosh out top at mid, though we got another ginger playing midfield. And I tell you what, he looks mean with that beard and the flow. Uh, uh, drew Snyder, Connor Kelly, Zach Courier. I mean, boom, that's crazy too. But nope, Water Dogs, you're not going to win it. You're not winning it at all. I've said it first, uh, and now we're getting into the whipstakes. Last last roster, Brad Smith. Down on attack. He can snipe. He can move around a little bit too. Matt Rambo. You know, he's Matt Rambo. He's nasty. Zed Williams. That's a great, great person to throw in there. A huge vet. That was a great pickup. Uh, Nardella at Face Off X. He's just got a dope name. Jacob Stover in Cage, baby. Oh, man. Stover looks a lot different than I, you know, I picture, I can only picture Stover with his helmet on. This is like, I think, one of the first times I've really seen Stover uh in a head with his headshot like that so Stover's looking kind of dope looks mean as a, as a goalie um Jake Bernhardt da, 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 da. all right I'm ready I've gone through these rosters I think I know who is going to win this and I think I know who's going to end up my three teams that I think have the or my two teams I'm just going with two teams I think that the two teams that we're going to end up seeing in the finals because I think their rosters are filthy I think it's going to be Atlas Archers people Atlas, Archers, and then I think the Redwoods will be the other ones in the mix, depending on who dropped because of COVID and all that crap. So I'm picking Archers and the Atlas, but I think that in the end, I think you're going to see, Ooh, hold on. I'm going with, I'm going with the Vets. I'm going with the vets. I'm going with the guys that have won championships in the MLL. They have won world championships. I think that these vets for the Atlas uh, are going to be enough here. I think that you put Rob Pinnell on attack with the guys that you're putting him on attack with, they're going to tear it up. I like the mix of the vets with the younger midfielders that they've got rolling here. I love the addition of Brian Costabile. Joel Tinney can ball like crazy, but so can all these other guys. Uh, so I think that it, to me, it looks like the deepest, and, and they weren't bad last year. The Atlas last year just had a hard time putting it all together offensively. So I think that the Atlas, with the additions they've made another year, to play with, to play together. Even though we've had this weirdness here, uh, we do have a shortened season also. So sometimes just having some of these vets on these rosters. Now, granted, it could hurt them over a two week season, but they're spreading it out a little bit more than the uh, than the MLL did. And you got Trevor Baptiste taking face offs for you. I really like the Atlas shot, so I'm picking the Atlas as my favorite to win it. But I think that the Archers and the Redwoods are are right behind him, right behind them. And I'd even maybe throw in the Chaos or no, the Chrome. I don't know. Wait, hold up. No, I'm wrong here. I'm picking the Chaos as the third. I'm saying the Archers and the Atlas are my top two. pick picking the Atlas as my top one, and I'm picking Chaos as the third and the Redwoods as the four, because I like the attack that the Chaos have put together with Connor Fields and Dixon and Byrne and Stotts and Thompson. I like that. And then their midfield is fairly solid as well. Their defense has some bruisers. So, yep. I'm going Atlas, Archers, Chaos, Redwoods. That is my top four. We have a boatload of lacrosse to watch this weekend, so that's going to be exciting. The only other thing, the only other thing I wanted to speak up on and I wanted to, to, to put out there, and uh, this is going to be my soundbite probably for Instagram and for Twitter possibly, but I want to see, now that we have lacrosse in the Olympics, and let me be honest, I'm not pumped about the format, and I think a lot of us are disappointed with the format that they're going with. Now that we have that, for us to have another scenario in which the Iroquois are having a, a tough go of getting in this thing, it's stupid. And I think that the, both the Canadians and the Americans should be boycotting playing in the Olympics at all if the Iroquois are not allowed in, into those games. It, you, it's, not, it's not a world competition without the third best team in the world playing. It's not a competition without the team that, that gave us this game, the people that gave us this game, the people that that love this game more than anybody. We all love lacrosse. We all think we love lacrosse. We don't know what the love love of a sport is until, until you get to meet some of these guys. Um, I think that they should legit boycott. If the Iroquois don't play, We don't play, because if the Iroquois don't play, then the Canadians and the Americans aren't playing against the best in the world, and the final four, it will be an absolute joke, because the Americans will win one of those semis by 20, the Canadians will win the other semis by 20. It's not even worth playing these games if the Iroquois Iroquois aren't in it, so I'm asking for all you Americans and all you Canadians that love this sport and that are happy to see this in the Olympics if uh, I don't think the Olympics should happen if the Iroquois aren't part of it. So I think that everybody should boycott and get behind that. So that's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And as always, you can go to laxfactor.com to get yourself some swag hats, t-shirts, all that good crap. Thank you for listening. And I'll be back on Monday, maybe even tomorrow if I get bored to talk about some more PLL stuff, but we're just going to keep it loose and easy. We'll pop videos up. Be sure to come back so you see them when we're here. And uh, if you want to listen only lax factor or no anchor.fm forward slash lax factor thank you hoost is out